0: Speaking Human
2: Today on Speaking Human, we sing the praises of a band of brands whose powerful use of popular songs in their marketing and advertising plays like sweet music to our collective ears.
0: Speaking Human
1: Welcome to Speaking Human, where we simplify the world of marketing for humans. I'm Shad Conley, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Jebber. What's up, Shad? How's it going today? Very musical. Very yeah. musical, the way you're talking to me. I can feel the rhythm in your voice. I was wondering how you're doing. Man, how terrible would it be if we had to talk in song?
2: Oh, it would probably get a lot of hits.
1: Like if someone put a curse on us, that was like the rest of your life had to be.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be awful. Unless you had, you know, good vocal range and you were a great singer. But then that's not a curse because people would be like, God, that person just has such a lovely voice all the time.
1: Maybe people with good vocal range think it's a curse to have to talk all the time.
2: Celine Dion, I'm sure, thinks that. I don't know why she came <laughs> to my mind first. She has great singing voice.
1: You got Celine Dion on the brain, huh?
2: I don't think she has any songs in advertising that I'm aware of.
1: I would be surprised if she didn't. There's got to be one. She There was a while there where she just had like three or four popular songs. I bet one of them was used at some point. My Heart Will Go On? Nobody grabbed that for an ad campaign?
2: Probably the American Heart Association. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that seems like it fits. I don't know.
1: Or one of those uh,
2: dating sites. Oh, yeah. Match.com. Yeah, there you go. So I have some noteworthy information about music that affects marketing and advertising. Researchers from North Carolina State University analyzed 50 years worth of hit songs, every number one on Billboard's Hot 100 list between 1960 and 2009, and they identified key themes. They came up with a total of 12 themes, loss, desire, aspiration, breakup, pain, inspiration, nostalgia, rebellion, jaded desperation, escapism, and confusion.
1: Jaded desperation. I love that.
2: It's jaded, comma, desperation. Oh, okay. Okay. Well,
1: jaded desperation is going to be the name of my
2: new band. I like any good (laughs) band name. It just comes out of nowhere. And so while these themes were common across the whole period, right? In that 50 years, usually you have one of those 12 themes that come up in songs and in music. And the professor of marketing at North Carolina State, Dr. David Hennard, said, our work shows that there is a limited range of widely accepted themes that get at the heart of a human experience and resonate with a large and diverse population of consumers.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think those are a good collection of groupings. It's very interesting the way they categorize those. Mm -hmm. I think it's also notable the way those themes change with Time.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is like, for example, Rebellion had emerged as a notable theme during the 1960s and 70s, but dropped off the list in the 80s. And so the time period of when that song was popular and who the audience was that was listening to that song at that time.
1: And that's just one of those things you have to take in account. How is this going to read? You know, maybe this song's 50 years old. What was its purpose then? How's it going to read now? I think back to when Nike used The Beatles' Revolution in an ad in the 1980s. A key objection a lot of people had to that, that was a 60s song from a time of rebellion, and it's now being used by this corporate entity, left a sour taste in the mouths of a certain generation at that time.
2: Yeah. A lot of things to think about when you're choosing the song, it has to resonate with your audience, A great example, when Capital One recently came out with those series of commercials for their Capital One card, and the one song that I know got a lot of negative backlash from was their use of Let's Go Crazy by Prince. A lot of the fans of Prince's music and of that song said that he would be turning over in his grave. That wasn't what he stood for as an artist. And so, again, taking into account how the fans of that music will accept or not accept the brand alliance with the song.
1: Yeah, and it becomes a little stickier when the artist has died. Going back to that Beatles example, there was a post-John Lennon's death, and the music actually wasn't owned by the actual Beatles, so none of the... People in the group were making that decision themselves. Mm. So when the artist isn't the one choosing to actually sell the song or the rights to the brand, it becomes a lot stickier in how that is perceived, I think.
2: And is that your target audience as a product or a service or a brand or whatever? If it's not, then maybe that's not the right song choice.
1: One of those things you just have to keep in mind, there's all sorts of plates that are spinning when you choose a song to use and tie it to your brand
2: Or records that are spinning.
1: Oh, so much better. Why didn't I go there?
2: Yeah. So have you ever bought a song or album based on hearing it in an ad or a marketing piece?
1: Yeah, I will say I have. You know, I can think, I was trying to think of some examples. I remember a big one is Apple did those cluster of kind of colorful iPod ads in the 2000s.
2: Yeah, the of yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They were just breaking bands left and right, and I would always see those and check out the music. Jets, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, the Fratellis, the Caesars, just a bunch of bands at the time. I remember I'd hear it, see it over and over, and then I'd check out the band, see if I liked any of them. Another big one I remember is Volkswagen did that Milky Way commercial where they used Nick Drake's Pink Moon. An older artist that I had never heard of at that time. remember checking out his music based on that. But in that time, it was more rare. Now I feel like it happens almost all the time. What about you? Has that happened to you before?
2: I could remember older ones. It's funny, it's changed because of the fact that I have Apple Music. I don't really buy them that much anymore, but I will search out a specific artist because I heard them in an ad or something. So for example, Levi's recent commercial, I mean, it's been out for about a year or so, I think. It's called Circles, And it has a song by Jane called Makeba. I don't know if you've seen this one, but it's a bunch of people dancing in circles, all different nationalities and races. And the circles of people dancing this song really gets me grooving, if you will, right? (laughs) And the brand's tagline at the end is, let's live how we dance. It's a Levi's commercial. It's one that I searched out after I saw it. So it does have an effect.
1: It's interesting because the way music is served up now has changed so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Just even the whole idea, you know, I think back to the nineties and people talking about being in a band and having your song in a commercial, you know, this whole idea, you're selling out, man. Yeah. Um, And that was like a big deal back then. You know, that was like a high point of conversation and contention. And today that's just not there anymore. You know what I mean? That stigma has just disappeared. It's not really a big deal anymore. Now it's a way for artists to get paid and get exposure. It's become a musical discovery tool for people in some way, much the same as like songs being used on TV and movies and stuff like that. It's just totally different now than it was two decades ago because of how we're getting the music and just because how normalized it's become. Whereas in the 80s, it wasn't really a normal thing for popular songs to be in commercials.
2: Yeah, and like you said, it was that whole stigma of selling out that has totally changed and it's more acceptable. I was just talking to somebody recently. We were talking about how, you know, once upon a time, even when a band did something a little different than what they had traditionally done with their music, they were selling out. People hated that. And now today, that's more appreciated, I think, because people have so much music coming at them that they like to see bands and the artists evolving by allowing their music in commercials and ads more and getting that exposure and being just more socially relevant.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing when you look back on the 80s, 90s time. if you get too popular, you're selling out, or if you do anything to make yourself or want to be more popular, you're selling out. You know, if you're going for the money, you're selling out. There was this whole big thing built around this idea. I feel like it was even ingrained in my head as a teenager, and that's just not there anymore. It's kind of weird.
2: Yeah. So why do you think the use of music, specifically catchy or familiar songs, why do you think it's such a powerful marketing technique?
1: The key word there is familiar in a lot of cases. You know, it's something we know. It's something we already bring pre-existing emotions and connections with. So that's already built in, you know, rather than taking the time or work to establish that stuff. You can just have an ad. You cue up a song and, okay, your ears perk up. You're starting to feel something inside. You don't have to create that. That just automatically gets cued in by the music. Or if it's new music, it's just another element to grab you.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, that recognition, you're emotionally tied to that song we were talking about earlier. If you're the audience that that song resonates with, and then that helps you with your memory recall later, Right. And I think the memory Mm. recall is so powerful. If it makes sense and fits with the brand or message, then it's worth it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You're adding in that audio element to go along with whatever you're doing visually and message wise. That just makes it more powerful and can add in that extra hook to maybe even get you paying attention in the first place. I think of during the Super Bowl, T-Mobile just ran those commercials Mm -hmm. that were just showing people texting. You know, it's like stream of texts on there. They layered that in the background with popular songs, you know, fine young cannibal. She drives me crazy all by myself that's more <laughs> things like that. You know, those kind of songs that were, they thematically fit with what was going on in those text strings, but they gave you that kind of extra layer of entertainment or made you just pay attention in the first place and say, all right, I'll do what this ad's asking me to do here.
2: Yeah, and the key there, I think, like you said, when it works in tandem with whatever's going on in the ad, it creates this consistency with the right lyrics. It can work in harmony with the brand's message. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is probably one of my more favorite episodes just because, you know, I mean, obviously music connects us all. Obviously, we all have different tastes and preferences, but there's no denying that music can connect so many more people The same song can connect people in all kinds of different ways and for different reasons, right? The same song, you heard it in a different point in your life and I may have heard it in a different point in my life, but you know what? We both love that song for different reasons and it connects us that way. I think that's what's so exciting about being able to bring that into marketing and branding, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we all have music in our hearts.
2: In our souls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in a minute... We'll tell you which brands nailed their marketing song selections like an inebriated 20-something making the most of their time at the bar jukebox on the dwindling hours of a Saturday night. But first, let's get a quick word from our sponsor.
2: Today's sponsor is Farmers Insurance. Insurance can be confusing, overwhelming, and time-consuming. At Higher Insurance Agency, we remove the guesswork and hassle, helping you protect what matters most. We offer a wide range of auto, home, business, and life insurance policies to help you meet your specific needs. Call 844-543-3463 or visit HireInsurance.com. That's H-Y-R-E insurance.com for more information.
0: Hey, everybody. Game Show Bob here with today's Advertising Trivia Challenge. Speaking human trivia is the name and advertising trivia is the game. So if you consider yourself to be the sultan of slogans, here's your chance to test your knowledge. The last episode's trivia question was, what product had the slogan that advised consumers, don't leave home without it? The choices were, A. The Apple iPhone. B. Mace brand pepper spray. C. The American Express card. D. Through the Loom underwear. And the answer was... Wait for it. C. The American Express card. Fun fact. In 1975, American Express started using the Don't Leave Home Without Them slogan for their traveler's checks. Those ads featured the Oscar award-winning actor Carl Molden, who went on to become their spokesman for almost 25 years. The slogan changed to Don't Leave Home Without It when the company introduced their American Express card. The newest version of the slogan is Don't Leave Home Without It and Don't Do Business Without It. And now it's time for this episode's question. Are you ready? What product's now famous two-word slogan was Think Small? The choices are A. Micro Machines B. Hershey's Miniatures C: the Kenmore Solid-state microwave D: The Volkswagen Beetle. Think you know the answer? visit speakinghuman.com/trivia to find out if you are truly a trivia master
2: Way hot Nacho. They made the original hot) stuff all over my nachos walking like a taco driving over tacos hotter than a pot roast fingers on my hot chips rare handed come on man i am a to need
0: some chopsticks speaking of desire may you preach it to the choir man my tongue is doing fine the room on fire i never wanna say
2: i want it that way the original now it's hot that was a clip from a 2019 doritos super bowl commercial featuring a remixed version of the backstreet boys I Want It That Way by Chance the Rapper. The marketing message fueling that specific song choice, Doritos Flaming Hot Nacho Chips, are the original you know and love, made hot. Made hot. Yeah, you know, thinking about the Super Bowl ad, Chad, it's so interesting how the music choice is so important for them because they have this very limited time to connect with audiences, and the best way to do that is choosing the right song, right?
1: Yeah, it would actually be a good study to go through all the Super Bowl ads and see what percentage of them used popular songs in them, you know? So what we're going to do now, Patrick, is we're going to share some of our favorite brand song choices of all time. I don't know that these are necessarily the best, definitively, but subjectively, these are some great ones, which we both have picked out as some of our favorites. I will note here, what we're talking about is songs that already existed prior to the commercials. These are pre-existing songs that existed outside of the commercials or marketing before that. They weren't made specifically for that. So we're not talking about scores or jingles or songs commissioned by brands.
2: So was this difficult for you?
1: Not as much as other lists. You know what I mean? The hardest part for me was I went to look for some things and go to find it. I can't find it on the internet because of those music industry rules, I think,
2: that prohibit them from being posted places like YouTube. You know, my hardest part was finding a variety of ads that didn't focus on automobiles.
1: There's a lot of car ads.
2: Yeah, and I was trying to give some variety to my list. So that was probably the most difficult part was because I thought, oh man, that's a really good one or this is a really good one. But they were all car ads. And I'm like, I can't choose another car ad. That'd be just silly, right? So I was trying to find other options. Mine includes
1: no car ads. And mine did, I will say, this is, they came mostly almost all from memory. So that made it a little easier. Nice to see you struggling with a list for
2: a change, though. I love struggling with lists. (laughs) Makes me feel like I'm living up to some sort of challenge.
1: Well, usually it's such a breeze for you, and I'm awake at night sweating. Do you want
2: to get us started? Yeah, so these are in no particular order. But the first on my list, so the artist is Bob Seger, the song Like a Rock, and if you remember, associated with Chevrolet Trucks. Just a great song choice by that brand that described this vehicle that was strong and tough and could, you know, basically make it through anything like a rock. And going back to what we were saying at the beginning, I don't know what that demographic exactly looks like, but Bob Seger and Like a Rock, that song choice does fit the demographic I would think would be buying Chevy trucks. But again, that's just really high level looking at it. The reason why this made on my top three list is because it's associated now in my mind with those trucks, even though that song I liked well before they combined that song choice with the brand. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's a great one. I almost forgot about that. But I even think that wasn't just like a one off either. I think they use that in ads for a while, right?
2: Yeah, they used that for years. That's one of the reasons why it became synonymous with the brand itself. You know, now people go, like a rock, Chevy Trucks, even though they haven't used that song for quite a while.
1: Yeah, that's a great one and definitely very memorable, fits with the audience for that brand and what they were going for. And like you said, the message just really stands up there. So my first one, this one comes completely from memory couldn't find it online the artist is tina turner the song is simply the best and the brand was hbo in the late 80s early 90s when hbo had a marketing campaign they used the tagline simply the best to describe all the good movies they were getting and they would show you clips of this is the movie we have coming soon or these are the movies we're showing with all these movie stars or At the time, I think they were investing in making a lot of their own original movies. And I remember they had one that they used the Tina Turner song, which is bombastic song with the lyrics, you're simply the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone, (laughs) just really piling it on. And I just remember seeing it and being like, totally convinced, man, HBO is the best. Totally worked for me. I really wanted to find this clip and watch it again and see if it held up. Couldn't do it, but it stuck in my memory enough Based on a campaign, a tagline, I think HBO used for several years.
2: That's a good one, though. And I think I remember that campaign that they ran, the Simply the Best. And Tina Turner, great iconic singer and a great song. One that, man, you're going back a little bit. So I know that was probably hard because you're doing that one from memory. The next one on mine actually goes back pretty far. And that is Marvin Gaye. I Heard It Through the Grapevine. And the Californian Raisins. Ah. The real big thing for these two were that the brand became associated with the song. When you say California Raisins, I mean, immediately in your head probably pops up, Heard it through the grapevine. I can't disconnect the brand from the song at some point. It's aligned perfectly with that brand. That is one of the reasons why it made my top three list.
1: Yeah, killer pick there. And Hurt It Through the Grapevine. The title alone just applies to the brand, the product, and what they're doing so appropriately. It's just so fitting. Of course, no one knew the California Raisins would become as big as they'd become. But uh, great song choice and a good flashback. And Marvin Gaye might come up again here. Really? Sneak preview.
2: So what's next on your list then? Let's hear it. What do you got? Next up,
1: not Marvin Gaye, I'll save
2: that one for last. Next
1: up is a little band called The Rolling Stones with a little song called Start Me Up used by a little brand called Microsoft. Everything about that is small. In the mid-90s when Microsoft wanted a song to launch Windows 95, the perfect choice, the obvious choice, because you started up Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. It makes sense, you know, just clicks. So having this song that's like, once you start me up, you never stop. It was perfect. It was almost too easy. Other than the amount of money that they had to pay to get the song, which at the time was reported to be around $14 million. It turned out to be not true. They say that it was closer to like $3 million what they paid the brand to use it. But at the time, Microsoft, when they were launching Windows 95, they used it all over the place. I mean, this was their song. This was their campaign. And Microsoft and Windows were huge at the time. So it's hard to think of a better, simpler, more effective marketing fit. Even though the original song is probably less about computers and something more sexual in nature, it just it worked really perfectly here, I
2: think. That's a really good one. It almost made my top three list... For the simple fact that it is a classic and iconic representation of how a song choice can be so well aligned with the brand or the brand message. I will say my last pick, I wanted to pick something a little bit more recent, something that maybe today's youth would get. Something for the kids, huh? Something for the kids. Something a little bit more recent, not quite as aligned with the brand. So my third choice, the artist, Bruno Mars. 24 karat, that's the song. And the brand is Hershey's Gold. I think it's Peanuts and Pretzel Chocolate Bar. And a more recent example of how music can bring you into an ad where it wouldn't otherwise be very interesting. But using a very hip, modern song can bring it some new life. And I said, hip. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good one, and that's definitely uh, an interesting pick. Bruno Mars, you know, I was reminded, I thought of another one, was the use of Uptown Funk in a Skippy commercial not so long ago. Yeah. Where he actually utters a line, you know, smoother than a fresh jar Skippy. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what prompted them to grab him up for that one. Another good one.
2: Yeah, and that's one that we've covered on Speaking Human, too, which is a great one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some good stuff here and some nice variety. So
2: what's third on your list, then?
1: So my last one, here is where we get to Marvin Gaye with the great, great song, Let's Get It On, used by the brand Levi's. And this was around, I think sometime around 2000, this ad came out, which is probably stands as one of my favorite ads of all time. Now the song title alone definitely fits with the brand. Let's get it on. You put them on. You know, Huh? Eh? kinda works. But what was really great here was the creative execution of this ad.
2: Do you remember this at all, Patrick? I vaguely remember this.
1: Yeah, let me see if I can jog your memory here. So what happened was you had these two invisible people, a man and a woman. You just see the clothes they're wearing because they're invisible. Cue Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On and they, you know, start doing exactly what the uh, song says. So slowly, clothes are coming off, and invisible bodies are rubbing up against each other. We're not seeing anything because they're invisible, which is the great conceit here.
2: Okay, I remember this, yes.
1: (laughs) It was just such a striking commercial because it implied a lot, while not actually showing anything, um, spotlighted the clothes because you couldn't actually see the people. You see these jeans? You see these jeans coming off? And, you know, perfectly complementing the whole thing and pulling you into it to begin with was this great song by Marvin Gaye, just the perfect soundtrack to what's going down here and how this ad played out.
2: As soon as you started describing it, I remembered the ad. (laughs) That's what's so funny. Like I vaguely remembered the song being used in the Levi's commercial, but I couldn't remember the ad until you started describing it, and I knew immediately Because that is a great example of how they were very creative in the way they visually show to invisible people and showcase the product.
1: You know, this exercise reminded me of this ad, which I hadn't thought of in a long time, but uh, rewatching it, it stands up as one of my favorite ads of all time. The creative idea here and the execution and the way it played out and paid off. It's just, it's a great one. I really love the use and definitely love the song.
2: I like that one a lot. Great execution on that, and um, I like that it's one of your favorites. Two invisible people getting it on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain what sticks in this brain, but that's one of the things that just bounces around there for decades.
2: Yeah. So do you have any honorable mentions then on your list that's uh, that didn't quite crack the top three? Of
1: course I do. Just a few, though. You know, Apple. Apple has a lot of great musical ads. I almost didn't want to focus too much on them because, like Cars, they overwhelm the category in some way. But the Feist 123 ad, I think, is pretty memorable. Pepsi. When they came out with Crystal Pepsi, and they used Right Now by Van Halen. And they didn't just use the song, but they actually used the video concept of that song, too, to promote that failed product for Pepsi. Nike's ad Courage, which used the killers, all these things that I've done, I think might have topped my favorite Nike ads of all time. So that definitely comes in there. Oh yeah. And final one that I mentioned a little bit was Volkswagen's Milky Way, which uses the Nick Drake song Pink Moon, I think is a pretty memorable spot that a lot of people love.
2: Yeah, those are all really good. And most of those I know, going back to the Apple thing, you know, they use music in pretty much all their commercials, so it's really hard. I definitely stayed away from them for that very reason. It could Um, be
1: like its own list if we wanted it to, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. I said I had a bunch of car commercials. M&M's recent, I'm Not Afraid, Chrysler used that song in a Super Bowl commercial, if memory serves me correct. Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train, the Honda Pilot used that in the early 2000s, I want to say. Then Avicii, Sale, the BMW commercial that came out. And then I didn't remember this until I saw it. The artist in this case is the Muppets and ma na 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 And Dr. Pepper used that, but just another great one.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Some nice musical memories there.
2: Yeah. A lot of variety. You're just going back. Like not every single one of ours I think probably fit or aligned with the brand message perfectly, but they they were all great usage of the song with the brand because I think those are two separate things you can have great usage but not necessarily be perfectly aligned with the brand
1: yeah I'd agree with that Mm -hmm. and this is one of those lists too I think you ask any person you would probably get a highly different list you know what I mean
2: oh yeah Yeah, I mean, we often talk about this. Movies, music, it's highly subjective. We're giving our list. Some of these have probably been in a lot of top 10 lists in some way, shape, or form online. But our list is definitely going to be a little different because we're different people and everybody has different tastes and things that resonate with them. (laughs) On that note, everyone, let's get our final nugget of human wisdom.
1: Today's nugget of human wisdom comes from a 2015 Nielsen article titled, I Second That Emotion The Emotive Power of Music and Advertising, which states, A recent study from Nielsen looked at effectiveness in more than 600 television advertisements, more than 500 of which included music. The research indicated that commercials with some form of music perform better across four key metrics creativity, empathy, emotive power, and information power than those that didn't. According to Julian Schiffer of Nielsen Entertainment, it depends on the message you want to get across. Popular songs, for example, are the most effective at invoking some kind of emotional response. But while pop songs deliver motive power, other genres are better suited for price and promotional-based ads that are trying to get information across to audiences. But that doesn't mean pop songs can't convey information. In fact, these tracks often provide a hook and add value to the information communicated in the ad. But advertisers should keep in mind that the tune doesn't have to be the main attraction. Incorporating popular songs and even artists into ads as elements of the larger narrative structure can boost a spot's memorability. Advertisers can also use the familiarity of a popular song to incite a specific reaction in viewers that aligns with the objective of their ad. Powerful songs can invoke strong emotional responses, and songs can help create a soundtrack to the events unfolding in an ad when lyrics are integrated into the voiceover and storyline. So I think that's some good info there on the why and how of ways you can use popular music to increase the effectiveness of your advertising.
2: Yeah, and you know, thinking about those four key metrics, you know, that creativity, empathy, emotive power, information power... That's so critical when you're a marketer and you're looking at who are we targeting? How is it gonna affect people? What kind of emotional connection are we trying to make with people? You know, like what's the messaging or what's the brand all about? Crucial because you're remembering that choosing the right song is important for optimal performance and connection with your audience. Thinking about those key metrics, it's the difference between a person going, I wanna purchase that or I don't. But music is so, so important.
1: Yeah, it's definitely very important, maybe even underrated element. Take any one of these ads you're talking about and remove the music or insert like generic music and see how that plays and you'll be like, oh.
2: (laughs) No, I know what you're saying because while there are a lot of options in any creative situation, there's a million solutions, but some just are perfect. And while there might be another perfect song out there, it may resonate with a whole different audience for a whole different set of reasons. So changing that out can make a huge, huge difference.
1: Yeah, and probably the better the song choice is, the more difference it'll make if you actually change it out or remove it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The worse the ad will be for it.
2: Oh yeah, that's the nugget. I think you dropped it. So yeah, no, I think those are all good takeaways. That's it for today's episode. You can find current and past episodes of the podcast on speakinghuman.com. While you're there, why not listen to some other podcast content like our brand new Movies and Marketing podcast? Just click on the Listen tab on the top nav and let the bittersweet symphony of our voices explode in your ears. (laughs) Yeah, bittersweet symphony, great song choice. I wish I could play it.
1: YouTube will come to your house and kill you. (laughs) Think we botched this episode by missing out on the best brand use of a popular song ever? Let us know about it. Tweet us your take on the topic using the hashtag Best Brand Tunes. You can find us at speaking underscore human on Twitter. That's at speaking human on Twitter. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Speaking Human. Catch you then, humans.
0: Speaking Human